my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Sortuary, the podcast. I am so excited about today's episode because we have a very special guest. Any guest that I bring on here, I feel like is so special and like impactful in my life. Is that even worth That's mm-hmm. right. I said that right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <And if> not, <laughs> such an impact in my, has made such an impact in my life. So today I have my very good friend, Stefani. Welcome, Stefani. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you. I'm so excited about the convo that we're going to be having today because we're going to be talking about things that I've never talked about in public, <laughs> like to the people. So I'm super excited. So Stefani, tell us a little bit about like your backstory, what it is that you do, what got to what got you to where you are right now? Mm, that's a great question. How long do you have on this podcast? <laughs> we got as long as we want. You know, some podcasts, I think one of my podcasts ended up being like an hour and like 30 minutes. I was like, holy crap, that's long. <laughs> so I mean, we kind of run the show Great. so we can't, nobody's heard nobody's telling us what to do so I don't want to bore anybody with this ridiculous story but I'm no. from the south I'm from Tennessee and I got I've always had this itch to do entertainment industry stuff I've always wanted to be in the film industry I love it I want I always had a radio station when I was like 10 I'd invite my sisters on and we'd have this How little cute. radio station I know so entertaining has always been something that I find joy in And I'm like, that can't be for nothing. You know, I think we all have a desire in our hearts of what we're supposed to be doing. And however your path integrates around to get to that end goal, you're always going to be following that. Yeah. So um, I ended up going to school for theater because I I loved acting. I loved, again, entertaining, being on stages and talking to people (laughs) and just making people feel good about themselves or feeling some kind of emotion. I think emotion is really important. For sure. Uh, And then I was going to buy a house in Tennessee in 2008, which we all know what happened in 2008. The market fell out. And I said, if this house doesn't work, I'm moving to California because I always wanted to be in California. So Love California. Yeah, I do too. So the house fell through. I moved to California. I was like, I'm going to be an actress. So I'm going to do this. So started doing <laughs> auditions and worked a lot with Disney and the Jonas Brothers and Wizards of Waverly Place. And I had a lot of fun. So fun. Yeah. And I, I met my husband out there. And then I had a friend who was like, hey, come help me produce this project. I think you'll do great. It's like, I don't want to produce. I want to be a famous actress. (laughs) Just like everybody in LA. And um, yeah, he he invited me to do it. I did it. I fell in love with it. I was like, I love producing. I get control over the project. And I felt really in my power. And I loved when people would tell me no, because I could always get them to say yes later (laughs) down the road. And it just, it was this challenge that I wasn't really getting acting. So I started producing and then we produced the first um, independently produced web series that got picked up on Hulu when Hulu was getting started and then I produced hmm. a couple of Netflix. I didn't actually even know all of this. This is so <laughs> cool. I knew that you were like super into the, like the acting world uh-huh. but I like I forgot all of the little pieces in between yep. of like what happened then and like the Stefani now. Yep. So how we got yeah. here. I love that. Um, I picked up a really great documentary working with a famous celebrity, which I'm not allowed to talk about. It's kind of had a thing. So, but that was really fun. I got to travel around the world working with this particular individual. Super and then cool. I was like, great. I like documentaries. Let's do this. So I picked up another documentary called The Leaf of Faith, which we sold on Netflix. And then mm. David and I were like, we need to kind of figure out what our passion is. Like, we like documentaries. We like helping people. Let's take a little breather. So we moved to Miami. And that's when Marissa connected us together, which was yes. awesome. We have a mutual yes. friend, Marissa. My bestie. And I was like, I don't have any friends. She's yeah. like, you got to meet my best friend. You're going to love her. <laughs> and then we were introduced and I fell in love with you. Yeah. You were amazing. Literally same. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've known you my whole life. Same. And every time we get together, Stefani has this power over me. <laughs> 
tell you this all the time. She makes me cry every single time. I do. So we might end up crying on this freaking podcast. I hope we do. It'd be great. It'd be vulnerable <laughs> and beautiful. Um, yeah, so we connected. We immediately connected. We went to yeah. lunch. I was like, I love you. Yeah. You're like my long lost best I know, friend. I know. So uh, yeah, we kind of got dragged through the mud out here in Miami. And I was like, wow, this can't be what life is about. What are we missing? So we started doing pro bono work and sharing people's stories out here in Miami as to who wouldn't maybe necessarily get a platform to do so. So we worked with this 18-year-old kid who was cleaning up the oceans, and it really inspired mm, me to want to like help give back <laughs> to the ocean. And so w- by doing that, we started connecting with more people. We landed a really great g- a gig out here, and then COVID hit. So I was like, okay, mm. is this the end of our journey again? Like, what <laughs> is this? So we decided we've always wanted to do van life. So we bought a van, built it out left our condo Super here cool. in Miami. We traveled around the country for about a year. I remember and that. We saw was that 2020? 2020, yeah. Okay. And so we saw our 20, what's it, 2021? 2021. Okay. Uh, and we met up with a lot of our clients that we weren't able to see because all the airlines were halted at that time. Mm. So we had the best time of our lives during COVID. I know not everybody shares that same story. And so yeah. I, I feel for that, but we really had a great time. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a perfect time <laughs> to do that. Right? Like literally nobody can really like, everybody's scared of flying. Everybody's scared of traveling. And yeah. like, you guys are just here in your van, like seeing everything, doing everything. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was like such a magical experience. Yeah. I've always wanted to do something like and that. And we got to see nature. And for me, I, that's what I was missing. You know, being in sky rises and in big cities. I was like, I just want to be with the trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no, I feel that. Yeah. I like had some, I've had the most beautiful experiences in nature. That's mm-hmm. why I like, especially being an earth sign, like I feel so connected to nature. Like when I went to Yosemite, oh my God, I've never experienced God like more than I have there in Joshua Tree. I had such a beautiful experience there. Like literally everywhere that I've been, Zion, Zion is incredible everywhere. I mean, you've been, mm-hmm. so you know. You it's know, awesome. Like, I mean, I would tell yeah. everybody like, get up and go, go see the country. There's yeah. so much to see within the United States that we just so don't even know about. Yeah. You know, and yeah. every time I'm like, wow, wow, wow. It's <laughs> insane. It feels like, it's like, how do I live here? Yes. And like not know that like, right. this is out, like, I don't know, like that this is out there. It's just unreal. It feels like you're in another like world, Mm -hmm. but really like all these locations are like in our backyard, like literally just a few hours of flying and you're there. Yeah. And people need to do it or just drive, get in a car, go do it. Yeah. Go walk. Every state, I feel like almost every state in the United States has a national park. For sure. Go see it. Didn't you do like every national park? Not yet. There's so many. I think we tackled maybe 22 now, but I I don't know how many. How many is your total? I should never. (laughs) We'll put an insert somewhere yeah. near. <laughs> I should know this. I mean, okay. I know there's at least 50. So okay. Yeah. We, we I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But not every state has a national park. Oh, like, I don't think North Dakota does. I could be wrong. Really? Nobody judge me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, but South Dakota. I have no has idea. Has Badlands. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> dork moment. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't even know how many states. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not that. I'm just kidding. Is Puerto Rico one of them states? <laughs> Yeah, so we we did the van life thing. We had a great time. And then we were going to buy land in Nashville and like in Tennessee area and just go off grid there. And then, you know, I always feel like sometimes the universe or God has a different plan. Mm -hmm. My favorite quote is, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah. I always think (laughs) I'm in control and then I get smacked. It's like, no, you're not. Get back back in line. So we ended up buying a place in Destin, Florida. And we've just been really trying to focus that that. Um, producing and brand marketing and strategizing that all the tax that we've learned tax the tactics we've learned all all the tax all the tactics that we've learned we've been trying to apply those into other businesses and so far we've been scaling businesses 30 percent with high quality video content 
that's that's kind of the path we're on now. And then side projects will be producing documentaries and helping the masses. I love that for you guys. Thank you. Literally, you are the most perfect person for that. You and David. Love David, too. He's amazing. (laughs) You guys are, like, such a, like, power couple together, honestly. Especially, I say that because... So Stefani has had such a like big impact and role in my life and like in my healing journey. Like you were a part of, I feel like right after I did one of the biggest things in my life, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. (laughs) And I just feel like you've been able to like navigate me and guide me to like things that I haven't even known for myself, which is so wild, which is why every time that we've been together, I end up freaking crying (laughs) because you're like, well like have you thought about this and have you thought about that and like what made you feel that and I'm like (laughs) and then it was like so new to me to start exploring my feelings and my emotions and it's like wait that does make me feel like this and I do feel like this and like so again you are like the most perfect person to like tell people's stories and I feel so connected to that because for me I've always known that I've wanted to share people's stories which is why I actually originally started the podcast because I'm like I want to share people's stories. I want to have conversations with people and hear like about their lives and like what they've been through because we all have a story to tell. Whether you believe that or not, every single person here has a story to tell and everybody's story can impact people. It's just we, it's like it involves like so much vulnerability that we don't want to do it. But whenever you do share your story, it's really impactful. It's so true. And that I literally just had a conversation with a marketing friend of mine yesterday I was like, people need to start sharing their stories. That's what marketing is all about. And we forget that key component, which is where I feel David and I come in really strongly is that we'll tell your stories. We'll tell your brand story. We'll tell your business story. We'll tell your personal story because everyone has one. And that's the whole point is to connect and to impact others. Yes. And I think that's where documentary filmmaking has been such a huge inspiration for us and like getting to know your story and watching your path and just... How do we, how do we, how do we use that story to help other people? Yes. Cause there's nothing that happens to you for accident. It's to always yes. help somebody else yeah. to be in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And the second you're like, you judge somebody, you better watch out. You're going to, the universe is going to spank your bottom and be like, now it's your turn to see it. <laughs> yeah. See it from the other side. Yeah. And if you're it's aware of it, you can see it and you can navigate it. And you're like, oh, yes. oh, okay. It's because I thought I knew about this, but now I'm having to see it from their side mm-hmm. and it sucks. And you have more compassion for other people. A thousand percent. But it's hard because, you know, I've for the past like two years, I feel like I've been more open than I ever have. Obviously, going through like my divorce and going through like, you know, leaving the church world. It's been like really hard because I have been so open. I haven't been as open as I want to because I just don't want to throw people under the bus. But I don't know. I... What was I going to say here? Give, give me, give <laughs> I me an example. Give me an example. You don't have to give any what names, but give me an example of something that maybe you didn't want to throw somebody under the bus for. So after, oh, I can't believe I'm talking about Let's this. Talk okay, about it. Because it can help somebody else who might yeah. be that same No, situation. I actually want to do a whole podcast on this and just like kind of dive deep, deeper into this because I felt very misunderstood after my divorce <clears throat> where people just saw things online and it just made it out to seem like I was the bad guy. Give me an example. Okay, somebody's crying on stage. Meanwhile, whenever the divorce happened, it was just kind of like, all right, if you don't want me, I don't want you. And it was just like, all right, see ya. Get out of my life type of thing. And how did other people perceive that, you think? 
Oh, people have no idea about that. I never talked about this. I never talked about, I, all I said, I remember when I talked about my divorce was that like, okay, I, um, we have decided to part ways, you know, we're amicable, we're cool, like we're good, but oh my God, the hurt and pain that I dealt with for these past two years of just like, those are the last things I ever heard was like, if I don't, if you don't want me, I don't want you. Oh my God. I had to go to therapy. Like I was in therapy every single month religiously just trying to heal from that because it was like you give your whole life and your whole heart to somebody and then for them to like just be like all right see ya Mm -hmm. like it's it was like it felt like such a conditional love that it was like if you don't want me I don't want you you know like when it was like it took me so much like strength to get to that place to leave because obviously I left because of so many reasons which Again, I'll go super in depth on one podcast. Um, but it's like, I feel like it took me finding my power to make that decision. And I, I don't know. It's just, I feel like the pe- people have no idea because everybody's like, but you seem so happy. You seem so good. And it's like, no, I was actually really depressed mm-hmm. for a long time. Like a really, really long time. Like I was depressed from when I was like 15 to when I was like, I want to say 25. You know, and a lot of it was like continuous things. Like I, I felt like very some of, like some of the same feelings that I had when I used to cut myself when I was like a teen were kind of the same in the relationship that I was in. Like I never felt worthy enough. I never felt significant. I never like everything was based off of like what I could do to make other people's life better mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I never. I don't know. Yeah. I just never felt worthy enough. And like, nobody ever saw that. I never talked about it. That's why I think I always have been such an advocate for like, be yourself, be yourself because I was driving so hard to be myself. Mm-hmm. But like people never really saw the behind the scenes because I couldn't show the behind the scenes because I had to be this perfect pastor's wife. Right. You know? So like all that to say, there's just so much backstory that comes with like, I don't know, whenever you share your story, it's hard because people will judge based off of what they see, not what they actually know. Mm -hmm. And like, I lost so many quote unquote friendships. I lost, Oh my God. Like people blocked me. People like the amount of messages I got, like people were like, you're a slut, you're a hoe, you're this, you're that like mean stuff. You're a terrible person. How could you do that? When it's like, you have no idea what I went through, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah. All that to say, sharing your story is hard because yes, even though a lot of people are like love it and are there for you and like it's helpful to so many people it's also really hard yeah and like you'll get a lot of like negative in return I guess at least that's how I you know do you feel like the people that left your life were people that you needed to leave your life oh a thousand percent you lost oh a thousand percent Mm -hmm. and so I think at times when we're going through these processes in our lives it's a it's a blessing you know, and I For know sure. that you're, and I know your ex-husband and we were all friends and whatever, you know, so I, I have nothing bad to say about either of you or anybody involved because it's all just a big lesson. Oh, for sure. I would do it all over again to yeah. be in the space that I am right. again. But I also you know? see who you are with your current boyfriend, whom I just think brings out the best version of you. And I can see the difference and there's a polarity there. And who, anybody who's in your life who can see the difference between who you were and who you are you're so much happier. You're more authentic. I feel like 
you were having to portray a certain way and like your current, your last partner wasn't allowing you to be that. And maybe it wasn't oh, yeah. necessarily even him who wasn't allowing you. Cause we don't, you know, we give our power to whomever, whatever, yeah. however you want to call that. Yeah. Do you <laughs> feel, and we can do the divorce one later. I don't yeah. want to get involved, but did you feel like maybe you chose your ex because there was a pattern with you of like not being able to be yourself. So that was kind of what you knew. Oh, and for so sure. You stuck with somebody that you, knew oh, could, you I literally, yourself. I literally dissected all of this in theory because I was mm-hmm. like, how did I, like, how did that happen? How did I go through a relationship where like, I never felt like I could be myself because I kind of felt like that, like in my younger years where it was always like, I always had a butt. I always had a body. <laughs> so like, I remember just growing up, it was like my parents you know had me going to church and stuff like that like my parents always did the best that they could but I remember there was like always points in time where like I just always felt like you know you can't wear this because it's too revealing you can't do this because it's too much you can't like I feel like my whole life I've always been too much or too little and I've never been just enough Mm -hmm. for anyone until now you know which is like the most beautiful thing and like that's why I'm like people thought that me showing off my relationship was like like this bad thing where she's like oh she's just trying to make other people like feel bad but really it's just I've never felt better in my life and like obviously I'm going to show that and I want people to know that like you shouldn't just settle for anything in your life if you're not with somebody that doesn't make you wholeheartedly feel like yourself number one and feel like you're enough then like you should probably really like dive deep into that Mm -hmm. because you the relationships that we have friendships romantic relationships every relationship we should feel significant enough to be in that relationship and I didn't feel that for so many freaking years so yeah yeah (laughs) because we go back we go back to what we know and I think if we can recognize the patterns then you get off that merry-go-round but so often we're just stuck on it like why is this happening to me why is this happening again oh my god I've been here before why is this happening again it's always me you go down this rabbit hole of woe is me but if you just stop for a second and say okay I recognize this I've been here before. Why are we here again? How can I go deeper? How can I figure out what's really going on? And, you know, spending time in meditation and you oh my know, God, yeah. other things that we'll get involved in, it really helps you just rip those band-aids off. And you're like, wow, I have to see myself. And it's not fun. It's yeah. not. It's one of the most painful things you'll ever go through, but it's so worth it. Yeah. And you feel just ugh, like you can breathe. And I'm sure that's exactly how you felt when you got out of your last relationship. And now you're like, wow, this is this is what it's all about. This is yeah. love. That yes. I thought that was love. Yes. This is love. So I was like portrayed that like, it's so wild because yeah, I was portrayed that like love is freedom. I was so tied to the idea that I remember I would post about it all the time. Love is freedom. Love is freedom. <sighs> yes, it's freedom. But also you need some like, you also need to feel committed. You also need to feel wanted and desired. Because I remember I'm like, oh, my ex, um, I would go on trips, you know, like for work, like literally for like a week, maybe like five, you know, like sometimes five days I would go by myself and I'd be like, and people would be like, Oh, like you're just going by yourself on these trips. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, because you know, he had other things to do, whatever. Like he wouldn't care really to go with me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But I was like, so convinced that I was like, love is freedom. He's just allowing me to mm-hmm. be free. Mm-hmm. When now I realize like who I am that's not ever what I wanted. Like I've always wanted to like be with my partner and do things with my partner, feel desired. Like I remember I would go on these trips and then like, we wouldn't even talk. We wouldn't talk for days. And I'd be like, oh, but like, you know, we're, we're just giving each other space because love is freedom. We love each other. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we're free to do whatever we want. And I would not be bothered. 
but really deep down inside I'd be like damn I feel so alone I feel so unwanted I feel like I'm basically by myself in this world yeah so yeah yeah it's wild but that independence part that allowed you to be alone it allowed you to really find yourself so that when you were when you did find RJ you were like wow I can share this oh, version yeah. of myself who's yeah. complete with him. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think yeah. oftentimes in relationships, we go into it thinking that we're going to get complete from our partner, and that's not yes. the way it goes because you're always going to be disappointed. Your expectations will never be met. You have to go in feeling whole and yes. allow them to teach you about yourself. And that's one of the things I love about marketing, too, is like you get to see people, and, and in relationships, you get to see relationships, but it's hard to see yourself. It's yeah. always hard because I could be like, ah. How do I, how do I market our own business? How do I see us? Yeah. So we had this conversation the other day, how yeah. it was like, it's so easy for us to like help other people. Yes. But when it comes to like marketing ourselves and like helping ourselves, mm -hmm. it's like, we overthink everything. Yes. Because like we're our toughest critic and we're like, and I think a lot of that has to do too with like knowing how capable we are. Mm -hmm. So we want it to be perfect. Yeah. And repressing our power. I think that's one of the big lessons I've always learned is I, I, sim I, I shrink myself down because I, I, and I don't mean this ever sound conceited, but sometimes I'm like, I have so much power within me that I don't ever mm. want anybody to feel uncomfortable or to feel less than around me. Oh my God, so I have felt that before too. For so many times, I just, <sighs> I shrink myself. And like, I find myself, even my posture, I'll catch myself mm. doing this where like, I want to hide my heart. I want to hide my throat. I want to like, I want to shrink myself because I don't think people can support the power that if I actually open up, I don't, I wonder if my friends will be my friends. I wondered if mm. my family would be I like, know, wow, you know how many times you? you've apologized to me? You're like, I'm sorry you did that. I'm like, Stefan, mm -hmm. I remember we had a whole thing not yeah. too long ago where you're like, I'm sorry, was I too much? Did I do too little? Did I do this? Yes. And I'm like, Stefani, you're perfect. Yeah. But I forget, I, I could go into these moments where I like shrink and then I'm like, what the fuck am I, can I curse on this thing? Yes, oh, you I can curse. Hell yeah, we can do whatever you want. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? Get in your power, stopping a little bitch, yes. let's go. And then I no. puff back up, I'm like, oh, this is, I feel good at this part in my life. When I shrink myself, I start repressing. And I, so I'm not, uh -huh. why do you think you like do that? You know, well, do you want to get into the other part? Because I kind of learned it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. okay, so I can't believe we're actually, let me just say, okay. I can't believe we're actually going to talk about this because... I know, I'm like I've sweating. never, I know, I'm getting nervous because I've never actually told anyone about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know because, okay, so I actually shared what I did with, I remember, the wrong person. Mm. I can remember this moment to the T and I remember her just judging me hard when I was like on this high and I was like, this changed my life. Like I'm a new person, like you don't get it. I used to cut myself, like I was depressed, like I didn't want to live. I had no reason to live. And then I did this like life changing thing. And like, I just felt like, holy shit, I can do and be great things. You know, like the world is in like, the world is right here in my, like yeah. at my palm. Like I am in control of my future and my present. And it's just like, I got to see and f like, I got to not see, I got to experience God at a whole other level. That I remember I was at a point where I was just like, I think I'm atheist. <laughs> and I think we should tell people. What do you okay. think? Are you yes. ready to rip the band-aid off? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. okay. So back in 2019, I did something that just like drastically really just changed my life. And drum roll. <laughs> okay. I did something called ayahuasca. And... Ayahuasca is actually a plant medicine. So it's really like this whole journey that you take. Like it is intense. Like Stefani did it too. 
I did it. And too. you did it how long ago? I did it in 2022. Okay. And you Wait, did last like. Year? No, it was 2021. Oh, yeah. Uh, we okay. went to Costa Rica and there's a whole story behind it, but I want, I want to. Yours was like a f- several days, right? Well, I had a friend. Yeah. I had a friend who gave me this book. He was like, I went to this event. I found this book. I don't know why I thought of you. He gave <laughs> me this book and I read it. I was like, oh my God, ayahuasca. I want to do it. Do you remember what book it was? Yes, I do. What book? It was Shit the Moon Says. Oh, so it was okay. written by, oh, so this, I get to that, right? So the book was really awesome. And I was, I was telling Marissa about it. I was like, I love this book. I want to do ayahuasca. Well, fast forward five years later, our executive producer on our Netflix documentary was like, I'm going to go to Costa Rica and do this thing called ayahuasca do you want to go and without hesitation I was like I'm going yes I'm going count me in and then it turns out the place we went was the place that was in the book that the book was written about oh wow I I just literally got chills holy shit I was like it's meant to be I'm supposed (sighs) to be here I'm supposed to go through this journey and it was just so fascinating it was fat I mean and I I hadn't really done, you know, I'm not a drug. Wait, so let's tell people what ayahuasca is. Okay. (laughs) They don't think. Ayahuasca (laughs) is a plant. It's a root um, from the jungle and indigenous people use it for thousands of years to go deeper and to find God and to be healing and, and medicine, medicine healers. And so they use it to help with the psyche and to go deep. I mean, I'm guessing, I'm assuming this is all what it's for, right? To help within their communities. Yeah, there's actually like mm-hmm. churches that they have to like be churches in order to like r- do the ceremonies. To administer it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they are ceremonies run by shamans. Mm-hmm. And this thing just really takes you deep within. And actually, I think it has like DMT. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. It has DMT yeah. in it. Um, it's the root of a plant, like you said. And it's like a tea that you drink that's really gross. <laughs> so really what you do, what it is, is like a, it's a ceremony. Um, the shaman prepares it. The shaman like kind of has like you stay overnight. Stefani did like a two day thing. We did a, it was a whole three. week, so it was okay, four ceremonies week. back to Damn. back to back. We didn't know because I thought That's that was normal. Wild. Yeah. So I did one night, <laughs> and yeah, that was like intense. Yeah. So like you literally, oh, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Do it. You literally throw up. Yes. You shit like it, it's intense. Some people though, not everybody. Oh, I have everyone. You have? Yeah. Okay, so Actually, except for one. You and purge. Some yes. people purge it's called, from, yeah. yearning, from yearning, from yawning. Some people purge oh. from crying. Some people yeah. purge okay, from yes. sneezing. There's a, it's a purge. So, so yeah. So all of these things are, yeah, a release mm-hmm. and you literally feel it as you are like, I remember there's just so many deep interactions that I had that like I had a release and I was like, whoa. It's just life changing. I'm telling you, after I th- did this, like, I was at that point where I was just like, I don't think I believe in God anymore. There's no point of life. Like, what am I here for? And then I had that experience and I was like, whoa, this is God. I remember just feeling like I'm getting chills just talking about this again. But like, I remember just like feeling so connected to everyone around me and my, like just like the earth i remember sitting like sitting and standing in the grass like i was barefoot and i was just like whoa you are part of me and i am a part of you and looking at the sky and i'm like you are a reflection of me and just like having these beautiful moments where it's like wow life is beyond beautiful this experience this journey is so beautiful so my like i said i used to be really really depressed and Okay, so before I say that, ayahuasca is something that I feel like you have to be called to. Agreed. So one of my good friends, she's like literally such a beautiful human. Her name is Sasha. She actually told me about ayahuasca. And 
I remember she invited me to like a ceremony and for some reason I remember I was like looking into it um so it's like a thing you have to like fast before doing it and you have to like take it really serious mm -hmm. like eat certain foods like you shouldn't like you need to go in with like a good stomach yeah, no alcohol no, no sex al yeah you have to like really like really like cleanse clean. yourself mm -hmm. yeah in order to be like in the right space to receive whatever it is that you need to receive everybody's journey is so different I've done three ceremonies and every ceremony was so different with so many different lessons and then i even did a ceremony with a different shaman and i had not so good of an experience with her because i don't know i don't know what it was i just felt like a lot of dark energy but my first experience i remember feeling super called to in and i was just like i did this back in 2019 and i was just like i don't know why but i feel like i need to do the ceremony i felt so like literally i just felt called to it and i was nervous as heck because i was mm -hmm. like i don't know what's gonna happen like i had no idea what to expect so I remember one of my like life changing experiences and moments in the ceremony was so like there's a campfire like in the middle and I remember there were a few people sitting around it. We did it like in the backyard of like this giant house. And I remember sitting outside of the circle. And for a lot of my life I felt very excluded again, not enough, you know? So I remember sitting outside of this circle looking at people like a few of them were hugging around the fire and I remember just thinking, wow community relationships like togetherness it's so beautiful we are here to coexist we are here for love we are here to be here for one another and then i remember just like getting instant flashes of like my childhood mm. where i felt so alone so depressed and like felt like i was never enough and then i remember like this voice in my head was literally just like emily look at what you're doing you can experience that you are a part of that but you block yourself off look at what you're doing right now this is a pure example of what you do with everything and everyone you close yourself off and you take yourself out of that circle so I remember just had this freaking moment where i was like whoa my depression is because of me right it's because i've been quote unquote guarding my heart and like blocking myself from love because I think it's safer out here when really it's lonely out here, you know? So I just had like this intense experience, this intense like moment where I was like, oh my God, wow, I am in charge of like this. Like I don't need to be depressed. Like it's me, I am in my own way. So it was like this huge moment. I remember I just like started crying, crying and crying. And I'm like, wow, I am meant for love. Like I am meant to experience love just like everybody else. So like after that moment, I remember I like purged. I like, I like released like for like a good minute there. <laughs> and then that was when I was just like, after that, my life changed like dramatic. I mean, I had so many other moments within that journey, but I just remember like, after I realized that I had the power to experience the life that I want to experience, that it's in my hands, like it just changed everything. Mm -hmm. And it's such a simple thing that we can literally come to terms with, like just by meditation, you know, like we don't need these plant medicines to come to that conclusion. But for me, I did. Mm -hmm. And it again, changed my life. Okay. So tell me about yours. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> tell me, tell me. I love your experience too, because I, I think oftentimes, like we were talking about earlier, we want to project that it's somebody else's fault. It's them. It's them. It's me against them. Yeah. When really like everybody hates me. Yeah. Like when, I'm the victim here. Yeah. And if we could just kind of take a second and say, how am I doing this? 
what am I doing to me? How am I creating this? Because we're just creators. Yes. You know, God created us in his image. He's a creator. If we're his image, we are also creators, right? Yes. I don't really yes. know where that just came from. So thank oh, you, I universe. love that. <laughs> I love that. And that I tell people this all the time. Uh-huh. I like post about this all the time. I'm like, you, everybody is a creative yeah. in one form or another. Like you are creating your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have the power to do whatever it is that you want. Like, so what do you want to create? Yeah, do you want to yeah. create good? Do you want to create bad? Do you, and there's no such thing as good or bad in my opinion. It's just energy. It's just is. So I how agree. we perceive it is really, really what you want to get down to. Do you perceive things as, oh, good things are always happening to me. Bad things are always happening to me. Or mm-hmm. are things just happening Everything and you're just witnessing it? Yeah. And you're just a part of it. Your yeah. energy. Like this isn't even a real microphone. These are just a bunch of little atoms <laughs> stuck together. We're talking and we're making sound. Yeah. Cool. It's waves. I like to say that life is for me. Yes. Even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment, I mm-hmm. know that everything is working for the good. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, like, look, I was really frustrated when I got here today because I know I felt it. I was gonna tell you. Yeah. So be like that's why I was like, we need to meditate. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I was it like, we need a silent <laughs> moment because I literally felt your energy, uh-huh. and I was like, shit, is that my energy too? I'm like, I think we're I both. Was, even from when we texted each other this morning, I felt it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like frustrated. I think because there were all these. It just kept snowballing. You know, my dog got a hold of some marijuana outside of our <laughs> Airbnb, and I had to take him to the emergency vet. I was like, Poor cool. Thing. I know I felt so bad for him. He was just so scared. I've been there. I've in there Ugh, with my know. dog remember yeah and then my dog had Adderall yeah. <laughs> that's why he's a crackhead they get oh. <laughs> my poor baby they just get into stuff you know yeah. and and then you know he ate my Louis Vuitton I'm like okay it's just a purse whatever yeah. so it's replaceable it's funny because when I saw it. that on your story I'm like it's Stefani she's yeah. like I already know she's not even freaking because I was like oh, the Louis Vuitton and I, I already was like thinking of you in my head and I'm like Stefani's already like I'm it's a, just a material thing. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, he had my Gucci belt in his mouth when we got in. I was like, ooh, I would have killed you, bro. I would have skinned you alive. So I was like, okay, just let it go. It already happened. I can't be upset. Uh, like, what, what am I going to do? Punish him? He doesn't know. He's not. He's a dog. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, on the way yesterday, taking our friend to the airport, we get a freaking Flat nail tire, in our right? tire. Oh. And we just replaced our tires. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, David's, <sighs> he's freaking out. And I'm like whatever yeah. which made him yeah. more mad it he's like wow are you whatever i'm like because it's just what's happening there's some kind of energy flow happening and i just have to i have to kind of push it aside and not take it on i have to laugh about it because it is what it is I, when i think that quote bad things are happening i don't know why i keep doing these yeah <laughs> i do it too though <laughs> i i might have started that because i do that a lot because i'm like nothing is like actually real yeah unless we believe it to be real yeah so that's why i do that a lot and i'm like quote unquote quote unquote so i find that i was like you know it's just not a big deal i could be mad about it but it's just that something's just moving and i have to just l- i have to trust it i have to trust this flow and just know that it's not happening to me it's just it is what it is whatever yeah. so when i got here today i was just ugh, i had to take that like ugh yeah grunt you know yeah. it's like what the fuck what i know i know so as much I as i'm like i'm letting it go it's not a big deal it's like okay <sighs> yeah. annoying yeah but you're also so. so that's like the fine line of like knowing that you're human and yeah. you're a lot of experiences and you're a lot of feel that yeah you're a lot of feel frustrated you're a lot of feel angry you're allowed to because i feel like for me for so many years i didn't allow myself that because of the spirituality that I was taught or like living where it's like, no, everything is good. Everything is like, um, perfect. And you like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, the fucking phrase. It is what it is. Drives me insane Mm -hmm. because yes, it is what it is, but I'm still a human living in this physical body. And I still have feelings. I still have emotions. I still can be angry. I still can be sad. I still can be whatever I 
my body needs to be because at the end of the day, these feelings are my guides. And they remind me that I can be back. I need to realign myself in order to be back into that like aligned space. Yeah. You're so, here being a human. So don't forget to be a human. So oftentimes yeah. I think when we start to evolve in spirituality, we become this blissful thing, which is great. Yeah. But you yes. also have to get brought back down sometimes and be like, you're here for a reason. You're here doing what you're supposed to be doing. Go through it. It's it's we're yes. we're in a lesson. It's just a big giant school. Yes. And we're all learning together. We might be at different phases in our schooling, but we're still in the school together. So don't yes. don't be afraid. It never to be ends. In, it never ends. Yeah. Even when you die, that's you're like, the oh, beauty. Where are we going next? Yeah. That's the beauty <laughs> and like the sucky thing about it. Because yeah. it's like, damn, lessons are just they're just gonna keep coming. Mm-hmm. Like this journey is never ending. Yeah. And that's why sometimes, like, I know this is going to sound really morbid, but I think when some people commit suicide, I I try not to ever judge that because that the depression that, oh, no, I I don't tired of all of this. Like they feel like they have to leave this world. Well, I have felt that before. mm -hmm. And like, just from my personal, because I've thought about that so many times where I'm just like, oh, and that's why I share my story. And that's why I like speak so openly about my depression, because I want people to know that like, you don't have to, Mm -hmm. but I understand it. But at the same time, it's like life is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you just go within and like find the beauty of life and know that you are in control. Yeah. You know, like that's why I share this so much because like, oh, uh, the beauty that you can have of life is like. And when you say you're in control, I just want to clarify it because sometimes we feel like we're in control of every single thing happening. So I don't know if that's what you mean or if you mean like. Oh, no, no, no. You're in control of how you react to what yes, happens. In that's your what I mean. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because obviously we're not in control of <laughs> I can't a control car accident. Dog. Yeah. A car accident. Yeah. 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 I probably should have stated. <laughs> I should state that better. But yeah. you're in control of navigating your feelings yeah. and emotions and like. You know, like, that's what I mean. Like, oh, I, I get if what you, you want to go and start a business, like, you are in control of that. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to start it for you. If you want to be happy today, nobody else can do that for you. Mm-hmm. You choose that. You yeah. know, like, you choose to go into that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I agree. And I think you said it yeah. perfectly. I just wanted to clarify. For the <laughs> no, haters. yeah, yeah. No, it's... <laughs> I think about that all the time too. I'm like, shoot. I, when I re-listen, I'm like, shoot. I should have, re- I should have stated that better because I'm like, I don't want people to think like, yeah. I know. But also, who cares? But yeah, crap. people are gonna think what they want. It's gonna have nothing yeah. to do with you. Oh, it's really yeah. just a reflection of who they are and how they perceive. And that's been a really hard lesson too because I'm, I'm, I want to be a people pleaser. It's in oh, my nature. Yeah. I want everyone to be happy and to be their best versions. And if I can help control that control again quotes Mm -hmm. this is so annoying Uh, for those of you who are just listening i'm putting up air quotes um it's just annoying habit but that's the thing you know you want to help and i haven't had to work through my people pleasing yeah but i learned that through ayahuasca that was one of my journeys that when when i went through i was like why am i people pleaser and i think it's because i had to be a certain i i chose to be a certain way growing up so that i could make sure my mom was okay my sisters were okay my dad was okay i come from a split background and my parents divorced when i was really young and mm. it was really toxic for us growing up and i found that making sure everybody else was okay allowed me to make sure i was okay like if mm. i could if i could laugh about something or make a joke or again entertain this is where the entertainment thing came in maybe where if p- my parents were fighting, I could find the lightness in it and I could make, I could dissolve it for them. I could make sure they were okay. Mm. But in making sure everybody else around me was okay, I neglected myself and what I needed. 
And I learned that that was kind of abuse. And so I had yeah. all these lessons like I'm an abuser because I abuse myself. I'm a liar because I lie to myself. I'm a cheater because I cheat myself. And I, mm. I had all these like lessons one right after the other. I'm an addict. I'm addicted to work. I'm addicted to pleasing. I'm addicted. So all these things that I would look at other people like you're a liar, you're a cheater, you're an addict. Well, it's like, hey, stick those fingers in your own face because you're doing just those same exact things to yourself. Mm. And that was like, you know, ayahuasca really showed me those things. And, uh, and that's why I talk yeah. about being in other people's shoes sometimes we can easily point but we're only pointing because we can we can relate Mm -hmm. and we see a part of ourselves in other people and that's that's like that's the hardest part of spiritual awakening is seeing yourself in everything and you're like oh this sucks yeah yeah like oh so and so is doing this well why why do you recognize that because you do it too and seeing yourself in that space when you're like that is so nasty what they're doing and then you have to see yourself as this nasty being you're like oof oof how do I make myself not be nasty? Yeah. I want to be the best version of me. Yeah. So that was a big lesson. And then I found too, like tapping into my feminine side, mm. I think growing up again, being kind of battered by myself and just being around men a lot. I was always surrounded by guys. It's just been, I'm always, I've always been I a can guy's a thousand percent relate. <laughs> I didn't want to be around women. It was like drama and people were just oh talking. God, yes. and I was like, Ugh, and the bullying and this, the name, I just didn't like it. Oh, so and it still is around today, which is. is so crazy to me because it's like these grown ass women and adults. That's why I, I cannot stand for anything or anyone that's like mm-hmm. mean girls. Yeah. And I've seen it so much, but so, so much. And I think like women don't realize how powerful they are. And that's, that was one of the lessons that I had to go through was, uh, you know, again, trying to be around guys all the time. And I, mm-hmm. I wore it as a, as a badge of honor. Like I'm, I'm same. a guy's friend, same. you know, I, I don't hang out with girls because I would same. judge women. I'm yeah. like, they're that yeah. and I'm not that. Yeah. And what I ra- what I learned through ayahuasca was, wait a second, you think the masculine is where the power is. The power is actually in the feminine. And once yes. you get it, it's going to change your life. And I'm like, and I don't cry. I'm not a cry. Look at all these, oh my God, same. Look at all these girls crying. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, I'm tough. That's yeah. how I was raised too. It's tough. like, you are tough. You don't cry. Why yes. are you crying? You're yes. not a baby. Like, suck it up. Be a, mm-hmm. be a big girl. Put your gr- big girl panties on, you know, like. that's that's part of actually what we were talking about earlier you know going into that like whole feminine thing where like my dad I love him and I'm so grateful that he raised me to be such an independent woman but in my relationship it was almost like I became the man and I became so independent and I was like I can do everything on my own I don't need anything or anyone but now like being with RJ I'm like so in my feminine and I'm like He's like, you know, you can do that. I'm like, yeah, but I realize I don't have to. So like, that's what I have you for. You know, like the other day, it was the cutest thing. I had such a moment with this because like I texted him. I remember I was in the car. It was pouring rain. And I was like, I can't go in. Like it's raining really hard. I don't have an umbrella. Like two minutes, like not even two minutes later. A minute later, I see him run outside. It's like pouring, like downpouring. Like he just runs outside. He's getting soaking wet, looking for his umbrella in his car. And then he shows up at my door, like with the umbrella. And I'm like, I'm like, where have you been my whole life? What a sweet (laughs) chivalry, you know? Yeah. Whereas before you'd have to get out and get in the rain and find your umbrella. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was my past and people wonder. Mm -hmm. So there are moments too, like with David, even, you know, like yesterday when we had our flat tire, I know how to change a tire. I'm independent. My parents raised me to be the, to be the feminine and the masculine. So I've always had this chip on my shoulder. Like, I don't need no man. I get this. I I can do both. We think that that's like power. We think it's power. And I've had, I'm really, and I'm still working on this today. Like I'm not perfect by any means, you know, but I'm still learning today to where David has to remind me, like, let me 
me be the man and and I have to I have to allow him yeah you know and a I, lot of it is that yeah and I demasculated him for so long in our marriage where I was like uh I don't need that I don't want you to do that I got this like it crossing the street he would pull me back because a car's coming I'm like I see it I got it, I got yeah. it. he's like honey I'm just trying to like I'm trying to be the man just like, trying to protect me. you yeah and then after a while I was like you know he's not stepping up he's not doing that well no wonder why he's not doing all that because I'm demasculating this poor remember guy. we had this whole thing yeah yeah and I mean uh, it was really yeah. hard for our marriage and I had to we had to have some moments and I had to really see myself because so often I wanted to point it out that it was him and mm. and even during ayahuasca I had that huge awakening because he went with me he's like I don't want you going by yourself and I was like <laughs> that's I'm so sweet fine. I can mm. go by myself but deep I love, down I love that he did that with you because deep I down I really that. wanted him to go with me I'm like I don't want to go to the jungle by myself yeah. so and his experience was completely different you know and and that's one of the things I want to talk about uh with ayahuasca is like you were saying everyone's experience is different and so if you're feeling called to do it there's something that is underlying and I think mother Aya will reach out and she's like you need to do it obviously talk to your doctor there's this is like we're not promoting ayahuasca we're yeah. just sharing our yeah, experiences yeah, heart, yeah. here but for uh, for me I just I knew it was something I needed to do and I, I knew I needed to go deeper because I wasn't getting to that point in my meditations the way I wanted to and I knew there was um there was something I needed to heal and it wasn't mm-hmm. just something it was like a number of things and it was all these revelations that just kept coming and especially my marriage like let him be the man you be the woman be, there's power in that not the ma- not the masculine mm-hmm. but I think I feared men so much I started to become one mm-hmm. like in my energy yeah. you know uh, and not, not that I feared men necessarily I just I wanted to be, I wanted, in to, control I wanted to be yeah, in control. The, probably the control thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to be powerful when yes. if you looked in the mirror, you would realize that you already are so powerful yes. without having to try to fit another like yes. person that you think you need to be. Yeah. It's so wild because our truest selves is where we hold our greatest power. Mm-hmm. It's not in being something other than that we think we need to be. Mm-hmm. We already are, but these powerful beautiful being yeah and there's a role for both you know i'm not a feminist by any means i just think that women have um have a responsibility with the power that we have to uplift other women and instead of like you were saying the bullying part you know so mm-hmm. often that happens where girls are just mean girls yeah we don't realize the power that comes behind that and that yeah. feminine power but also with the masculine you know we're not trying to hate on the men because there's a role for them too we need the men we oh, need yeah. the masculine oh, to yeah. to like comfort the feminine to hold us that stability so that we can go out and create that we're creators we create children in our body it's the most insane powerful thing it really is and if we just stop to think about it for a second we're like oh shit we got it backwards yeah backwards yeah and look at men no offense but guys can't do a lot without the female (laughs) when they see a guy who gets sick and tell me that they're the strong one okay you know it's it's so true i just find it fascinating so to me that was one of my most beautiful lessons and and having to like see the and I had to play different roles of my family members too. Like I got to experience what uh, an experience. Okay. I mean, how personal do we, do we want to rip band-aids off here? Do we want to get real yeah. deep? Okay. Yeah. So one of the things that was really the most, like the thing that stuck out most for me during my journey was the first night I kept going back to this basement of a babysitter. Mm. And I was like, why am I in the basement? And like I, I, the whole thing was staged things I had forgotten about, but like what resides mm-hmm. in the subconscious is very vivid still. Mm-hmm. And there were like, we used to always play doctor down there with the, cause he had a bunch of boys, you know, kids do stupid shit. <laughs> so um, we would like play with toys and I kept being like, okay, I'm in the basement. I kept going on this loop. I'm in the basement. I'm in the basement. Mm. We're playing. We're in the basement. We're playing. And I was like, okay, we're playing doctor. Okay. We're in the basement playing doctor. And then the next night it came up again in my second ceremony. And then all of a sudden I had this thing like mother Aya was like, where's the dad? Mm. where's the dad because I always remembered the mom babysitter mm-hmm. I always remembered the kids I always remembered the experience and it was like where's the dad 
And the second I was like, oh, the dad was there? There was a dad present when I was a kid babysitting us? And then it took me through this journey of like a little bit of a sexual assault mm. that I had just blocked out completely in my head. Oh, I just got jealous. So, wow. and I was like, did that happen? Did that happen? Oh. And I like got stuck again on this little loop. Like, did this happen? The second I said, okay, maybe it happened. What happens if it did? And then mm. all of a sudden it, my journey went from like this repetitive loop of frustration to boom, 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 explaining everything and why wow. that brought me up till I was like 15. Wow. So I had like some issues growing up, um, like some, I like getting in pools and stuff would be really irritating to my feminine parts, mm. like the, the ocean. I was like, why am I having these issues? And my mom would take me to doctors. So I had to see what it felt like for my mom to not be able to help her child, wow. like what that must've felt like for wow. a parent. And then I had to see my sister and what she saw. Oh my God, it's going to make me cry. Wow. <laughs> and wow. I had to see my I sister. I freaking chills right now. Yeah. It's, it was crazy. Like what <sighs> she felt to not be able to like help me in those situations. Mm. Like. <laughs> you're gonna you're making me cry <laughs> and then i had to like just accepting it and then i realized okay like maybe this guy maybe that's what happened that's why i was having those issues mm-hmm. and to this day i really don't remember it and it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah. matter if it happened or didn't happen i just had to see the pain of different people in my family and the craziest part of all of it is I've always had this like deep love in my heart for my stepdad. Oh my God, I love him so much. Like, why do I love him so much? Mm. And then like mother, I was like, he's the only man in your life who hasn't desired you mm. as a child. Like that's sick. Like that was, wow. that was a sick, beautiful lesson. And, um, it just, and my mom called me the next day. She's like, I know you're in the jungle. I know you're doing all this stuff. I just want you to know your stepdad fell out of the bed last night. <laughs> oh my God. She's like, what are you doing down there? He's never done that. And I think that like he had, he felt it. And my sister called me the next morning. She's like, I had wow. this crazy dream about you. And like, obviously the, the kids from the babysitter played doctor because the dad was abusing them. And I had to like see oh, what it was wow. like for the other kids. It was just this really like weird, beautiful thing. So when I say that healing and ayahuasca can bring up stuff. It's not for the weak hearted. I mean, you yeah. better go into it because there are things that reside that you repress that you don't even know reside there. Yeah. And I, but then I also forgave him because I was like, okay, like he was doing these things that were creating these pains to me and my family. But obviously there was something there for him. He must've been abused by his parents, you know? And yeah. so like having compassion for him, compassion for the kids, compassion for my mom. It was just this completely overwhelming experience of just love instead of like hate, you know, yeah. I sh- it was shifted. And then, and then I let it go and it, it's never been an issue wow. since. Wow. So it's yeah. wild how much we hold back mm-hmm. because I actually recently read about this, that it's like for a lot of us in a lot of our lives, like it's like we're in a fight or flight stage. So like our brain, like what's the word? Like forgets about it. Mm-hmm. But it's still like deep within us in our subconscious, like it's still a part of us. But we force ourselves to forget it because, yeah. like, it's sur- we're in survival mode. Mm-hmm. So it's like when things come up, it's like, oh shit, yeah. I forgot that even happened. Yes, it's so crazy that repression. Yeah, and I think, and I, you know, I do Reiki. Um, I, I like to do energy healing. And one of the things I've been discovering through energy healing is I believe, and and not everyone has to believe the same thing, but what I've learned and something that I've kind of uncovered is that I find that, I think that cancer is a repressed form of, I'm sorry, I think cancer is a form of repressed energy. 
and mm-hmm. repressed emotions. And what we don't allow to come up can turn into disease. So, you know, my dad just recently passed of stomach cancer. And I think that his was anger. It was anger being pressed down yeah. so much. And he just never, excuse me, he never was able to process that emotion. And by doing so, it created cancer. I, th- I work with women who have breast cancer. And I realize that maybe it's from taking care of and nurturing other people so much they forget to nurture themselves. Mm. It's this repression of I'm I, not me, not me, but you, not me, but you. And then yeah. by doing so, you neglect yourself. So just a theory I've been kind of playing around with lately. And I think ayahuasca really helps when you, again, you can't see yourself. It goes in, this medicine goes in there and it helps you bring stuff up to the surface to release yeah. And it releases those things because it's good for your health. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body. And there were moments during my ceremony where I actually had like a doctor that came in and like did all this work. I was like, okay, come on in. Like chopped up all this stuff and moved all this energy out. And that's when we were talking about purging, like you're pooping and puking. You're not just pooping and mm-hmm. puking to poop and puke. You're yeah. doing, it's very intentional. It's a release. Yeah. And so after this doctor was like, okay, and now you're ready to go. We got to clean you out. I was like, what does that mean? I sat up and I puked <laughs> into this bucket. Yeah. And it was like, okay, you're puking because now you're releasing all this stuff that no longer serves you. Mm-hmm. And then I look in the bucket, which I felt like I'd been puking gallons of vomit yeah. when we'd been fasting. So that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, and I look in the bucket, there's this little demon looking at me and he's like, you don't need me anymore. And I'm wow. like, I guess not. And then it dissolved wow. and it was gone. And I was like, whoa, that was literally trippy. Wow. But yeah. that's like, that's the power of ayahuasca. And, you know, yeah, yeah it's just. So I remember having this experience, actually. <laughs> it was funny because it was after I took like a massive number two. <laughs> Did you it purge? Was a, <laughs> it was a purge. It was a release for sure. <laughs> took a poop. <laughs> But I just remember sitting on the toilet. It's the most craziest, weirdest thing. But I just remember sitting on the toilet and I had the most profound moment. (laughs) (laughs) I went freaking weird and ironic. (laughs) You got to tell us about it. So I literally remember I just like, it's almost like I forgot I was human. Because I remember looking at my hands. I brought up my hands and I was like, whoa, Mm. I I have hands. And then I start looking at my body. I'm like, I have a body. And then I remember I start touching myself and I'm like, I'm real. I am like this physical being in this journey of life. And then I remember, obviously, clean myself. <laughs> I go, I go and look in the mirror. Yeah, I wiped. <laughs> I go okay, in the- and I blushed. I'm pretty here. <laughs> I hope. Who knows? Your but turn, I just your remember turn's look- still there. <laughs> oh, my God. Four years later. So I remember I go and look in the mirror. And I was like, wow. You looked in the mirror? Yeah. And I had this moment where I was like, I'm alive and life is so beautiful. It's beautiful that I'm here. And I remember just like giving myself a hug and like embracing that moment of like feeling alive, feeling like importance, feeling like I'm meant to be on this earth. Just like one of those beautiful moments. So yeah, ayahuasca. I want you to talk about your puking in the ground. Oh, when my, oh God. I know. You remember that? Of course. <laughs> okay, just so y'all know too, when I met Emily, this is when I was starting to get curious about going to do ayahuasca again. And mm-hmm. I was, and Marissa had told us that you did it. I was like, I yeah. got to talk to her. I got, yeah. you were the only person I knew that had <laughs> yeah. done it. I was like, you got to tell me everything. So I think we went and got lunch and you yeah. literally talked to me for two hours. I was like, yeah. I'm going, I'm yeah. doing it. <laughs> And that that story was really impactful because I was curious about pooping and pooping and puking. I was like, what happens? And this is the story you shared. Okay. So I remember this was my third ceremony 
And the third ceremony was also very impactful. I feel like I had gotten to a place where I was so in my masculine. Oh my God, it's all coming together. I was so in my masculine at this time where I was just like, I don't know. I was also so like, how do I explain this well? But I was so like content, I guess, not even content, forcing myself to be content with my life at this season because of the spirituality that I was taught where it was like, it is what it is. You need to be happy with what you have type of thing. So I remember <clears throat> doing this ceremony and I remember, so I remember I had my first cup and I was like, okay, I like went deep into a journey. I remember I was like, okay, I need to have another cup. I tried to have another cup. I'm like, it w I was like back to my old self where it was like, Emily, don't be a little bitch. You know, you, you can't just have one cup. What the hell is wrong with you? You have to have like, so the first ceremony I had like three, you know, like, and I wanted to go deeper and deeper. I just like, I was at a place where I was just like, I just want to fucking heal myself. Like I'm over like mm -hmm. not being happy because, you know, like, yeah, it was like this whole thing. So I remember I go to have the second cup and I just can't, I can't put it down. Like I, it won't go down. Like I just kept throwing it up and I remember I would try and I kept throwing it up. And I remember I ended up like, look, just looking at this tree, the tree that I was throwing up in. And I was just like, I had this beautiful moment with like mother earth and like nature that it was just like, you are a part, like I, we are one type of thing. Like I had this whole moment where I like, I saw it, I feel like I saw it breathing and I like just felt so alive with it. And it was like this whole moment where it's like, you don't need to like have all of these things, external things in order to experience the fullness and beauty of life. You know, it was almost like you don't need to have like stop being like so much into your ego thinking that you need to like have a certain amount achieved in order to like achieve like what you want. Mm, good. That's awesome. Yeah. So then <laughs> here's the moment. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> So that I remember going to like a corner and I was just having this moment with myself where I couldn't purge, like I needed to let go and I just couldn't, I just couldn't. And then finally I did. I remember sitting there screaming, like I was like, oh, like just like fighting with myself because like my ego was just so like in the forefront that like I was not like letting go until finally I released and I remember my face. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Yeah, I just cried. So, <sighs> yeah <laughs> i cry all the time yeah. now <laughs> so i remember my face ends up in the, my vomit mm -hmm. and it's like it was like this lesson from like the universe where it's like put your freaking ego to the side look at you with your face and your vomit it's almost it was almost like one of those things where it's like <clears throat> you are not like you are nothing but you are everything mm -hmm. you know like type mm -hmm. of like thing where it's like the humbling experience. Yeah, super humbling. Like somebody where, had your head. Yes, like, that's what it felt like. Yeah, uh -huh. that's what it felt like. Where it's like, you don't need all of these things. You know, that was the whole lesson. It's mm -hmm. like, put your ego aside. You don't need anything other than yourself and your power to achieve and receive all of the beautiful things of life. Wow. It was like, I remember I, that moment was like, whoa. And then I actually haven't done ayahuasca since because I feel like I, just from that lesson... I'm like, wow, I have the power. Yeah. I don't need my ego. I don't need to be anything other than who I am mm -hmm. in order to be accepted in this world, in order to be good enough, mm -hmm. in order to be worthy enough. Who I am is enough. Yeah. 
and that's all I need and that's all I ever could be in this life and that's how I will achieve all of the beautiful things that's why kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier like yes it hurts me that so many people hate me <laughs> and talk smack about me do you think people hate you I don't know. Do you think, they, do you think I people don't know. really hate you? Or is that just a story? I don't know. It could just be a story. Does anybody come up and be like, Emily, I hate you? Not saying I hate me, but not tell me that they hate me, but I know a lot of people talk like talk smack sure, people and people say, smack. yeah, people they say smack? their things. I'm exaggerating about That's, the hate. Uh, how, <laughs> I mean, many people, how many people do you think are talking smack? Oh, I don't know. Yes. I don't know. It was guess. also it was also a toxic friendship that I used to have yeah, that would tell guess, me. Guess. I don't know. Give me a number. Just pretend. <laughs> I don't know. In your mind, what number do you think people are talking smack? I have no idea. Yes, make it I up. I don't know. Just make it up. Pull a number. First number that comes know. to your head. What is it? 20. Okay, 20 people. How many people love you? A lot. Okay, give me I a number. I know a lot. Give me I a number. I don't know. Yeah, d- definitely like my immediate family and my closest friends. Maybe oh, like no. 40 people. Oh, no. Okay, guys, look. If you love Emily, I want you to comment <laughs> on this podcast right now because she needs to see that more than 20 people that don't like or talking shit, how many people actually love her? I think we all need to make some comments <laughs> because there are thousands thousands of people love you and you change so many people's lives and you need to shift the pendulum to where those people aren't having so much weight because the people are talking shit don't want to talk shit they're only talking shit oh here it goes, here it goes. <laughs> Stop. those people are only talking shit because they're talking shit about themselves they see things about you they like again that holding you back they want you to be with them they want you to stay down with them because that makes them comfortable and same thing and i'm saying it to you because i see it in myself that this repression of our power Get up there, get up to that high room because when you go up to that level, Emily, and you change yourself and you change your life, you're going to bring those 20 people with you. And it's, you have a responsibility to bring these people who are talking smack up, get them out of that low vibration and bring them up. I know, I know, I know. So let's not keep them down there. Let's bring them up with us. All right. And if yeah. you're out there and you talk smack about Emily, you better comment below too. <laughs> oh, it's funny because they all you. listen and they, it's just, I don't know why people like to tell me about the people that talk smack about me and, and like. Yeah, don't tell her. If it doesn't, it doesn't, like it doesn't affect me, but it does. Yeah. Because it's like, damn, I genuinely care about people. And like, I share my shit because like, I want you to be happy and thriving too. So like I feel like a lot of times like I almost have to put myself down in order to feel like not like almost to like I don't know like to not feel like I'm bragging about myself or like I'm too happy mm-hmm. or like I'm too much you know like that's always been my battle Same. you know like with my la- again with my last relationship hold on I just lost the audio okay um hello I hear you it's this mic mm-hmm. um yeah like just in my last relationship I just felt like I was never enough and that's like something that I've kind of like still been dealing with is where it's just like when I hear that people talk about me it's like great what did I do now and I also have that people pleasing side where like I want to be loved because like that's my str- that's literally my weakness and my strength like mm-hmm. that I love so hard that like I want it back you know like I want the same thing back so but these people who okay if you're if, let's talk about that like how when people why do you think people tell other people when they're saying bad things about them what do you think they're trying to prove? Are they trying to be like, I'm a loyal friend. I've got your back. I'm going to share. What do you, why, why do people do that? You think? Um, it depends on the person. Okay. And I can tell, mm-hmm. I can kind of tell where it like with like an old friendship, it was like, she wanted to bring me down. Yeah. It felt like that. Some people, I think they just like are having my back and they're like, I just want to let you know, like, be careful with this person, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, whatever, sure. blah, blah, because I am very, like, loving and giving and trusting of people, and I'm just, like, you know, like, everyone's, like, 
everyone is good yeah you know for me i'm like okay if like literally i remember the one of the girls that like called me a slut she was like i literally wrote her back and i was like cool i'm a slut for being with one person never been a slut in my life like you're the non-sluttiest person i've ever literally met. like <laughs> what <laughs> i remember i was like i sent her like the nicest thing i just remember saying like i'm sending you so much love i'm sorry you feel that way mm. like you know like as much as it hurt me that like people are thinking this way of me like i still send them love good for you you know like and i genuinely feel that like i'm like usually when people are like i hear things about people or like mm. Or if I feel like not so good about somebody, I'm like, I genuinely send them love mm-hmm. and I feel bad for them. Because you know what it feels like to suffer. You've suffered so much from exactly. depression and cutting. Yes. And it's like, we don't, and that's, the th- if we could just look at it that way, that people are saying things, people are acting a certain way, people are doing things because they're suffering. We're all yeah. suffering. Yeah. And, and I always bring myself back to that point. Yeah. But at the same point, you also don't want to like self-sacrifice yourself. Exactly. You don't, there, yeah. Where's that balance of, yeah. I don't need you in my life. I love you and I don't want you to suffer, but I don't need you in my life. So you yeah. can suffer over there and I hope the right person comes along and helps you see that. Yeah. And it's not going to be me because yeah. I don't have the space to do it. Right. Yeah. And so there's, there's a way to do it. And Emily, you're the most incredible person. Oh my God. You guys Stop only, it. people only see a glimpse of you on social media. It's that one part that you want to share, but there's this whole other side of you that is just so pure and loving and kind and uplifting. I feel the and same about you. You do so much for so many people. And I love that you're in your power. This was something I told my girlfriend the other day. I was like, you know, cause she was afraid similar to us. She's like, cause she's making all this money now. And she's like, my friends don't really make this money. So I don't know. I don't want them to feel a certain way about not making money. I said, you have a responsibility to show that because you're going to bring your whole friend circle up with you. Mm-hmm. We like to see other people like seeing you and yeah. like you guys, I wish y'all could see the studio. The studio is sick. If you haven't <laughs> come down, you. they need to get their butts down here and book a session with you. Cause <laughs> this place is insane, <laughs> but really it's, it's like, you, it makes you see, oh, I can do that too. I can yeah. do that. Uh, she did and this. I can do this. See, oh, she made that's that money. my whole like narrative too, with like sharing the things that I do. It's like, you can do this too. Yeah. Maybe add that into some of your marketing. Like, this is how I got here. If you ever need help getting here, let me know. Like maybe open up a little bit to show people how they can do it too. Yeah. Cause I think often, and you're going to have haters first. People hate, of and course then they want to know what you did. Yeah. It's, there's this path, right? And then they become your bestie. So <laughs> hang tight when people are hating on you. In my opinion, I think that's when you're, you're doing something really great. Yeah. And so don't stop. Some people just yeah. shut down at that point. Yeah. That's not the time to shut down. That's the part to yeah. like go full throttle. Well, that's why I feel like in this season, at least for me, I've been so, that's kind of why I haven't been podcasting too. I've been so in my lane mm-hmm. that like, I don't even know what anybody else is doing. Like I haven't really like been around friends. I haven't really been around like anyone, which is kind of like, I miss everyone. Yeah, but <laughs> but at the focused. same time, I'm so focused yeah. and so in my lane and like, I am destined for really great things and I know they're coming and like I'm working I've been working for years for like Mm -hmm. the life that I have now Mm -hmm. but I've been working towards it you you know like I've been putting in the work and a lot of it is me working on myself Mm -hmm. that's honestly like what has changed everything for me just knowing that I'm worthy of like becoming a better version of me yeah and how do you feel like you got to that point? How how have you gotten to really find your true authenticity? Like if someone's out there and they're like, how do I do that? It's um, one thing to hear it, but how do they do it? What would you oh tell them? Oh my God, I think, so for me, I was told so much that like I needed to change. I needed to be better. Like, you know, for my last relationship, it was always like, Emily, do you not see yourself? Do you not see what you're doing, who you are? Like, so it's to the point where I was like, okay, I need to fix myself because I'm apparently this fucked up person. 
that's how I felt for so many years where it's like so much is wrong with me. I'm not a good person. So like I was almost like I was brought down to the floor so much that I had no other choice but to get up mm. and find Whoa. myself. That's a good sound bite. Right <laughs> I think I just ruined it. <laughs> I just couldn't help it. I was like, so sometimes honestly, like we just need to be at our lowest low in order to be at our highest high, mm-hmm. you know, like that moment where it's like, I have no other choice but to stand up. What am I going to stay here on the floor being dragged around? Or am I going to stand up and climb this mountain? And did you climb that mountain? I climbed the mountain. Was it worth it? It was so worth it. I literally, if I can explain, I remember I explained this actually to a lot of friends where it's like, I felt like I was climbing up this mountain carrying so much on my back. And when I got to the top, I just kind of released everything. And that's when I let go of my old life where it's like, I don't have to be anything other than who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. I felt like I had to be this perfect pastor's wife for so long. I had to be careful with what I said on the podcast. I remember every time I would do anything, like people would be telling me, Emily, be careful with what you're saying. Ooh, you probably shouldn't wear that. Ooh, you're, this is, that's a little bit much. Ooh, that's a little bit too, you need to like be a little better than that. Like, Who are these people? Just random people that would come up to church you? Li- church life. You know, religion, it was, I remember, there's just so many instances. People would send emails because, like, my clothing wasn't appropriate enough. Um, Some woman sent me a long, long DM telling me that she saw me at church. And obviously, this is many years ago, like, but it has affected me to become the person I am today. That's why I'm talking about it. But I remember she sent me, like, this super long DM saying that, like, she wasn't happy with the way that I treated her. Mind you, I was this really depressed girl still at the time. Like, I had no idea what the fuck I had to do or say to be a pastor's wife. There's no manual on it, <laughs> you know, other than who, like, my past partner would tell me who I had to be. So I'm like, okay, I have to be perfect, and I have to say hi to everyone. I have to make right. sure, like, I am, you know, like, on point. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember she was super unhappy because she's like, you didn't even say hi to me, blah, blah, blah. I didn't feel very welcomed. And I'm like, lady, I don't even welcome myself. (laughs) I don't even know who I am. Like, how am I supposed to welcome you when, like, I'm just this depressed girl. Like, I don't know any better. Did you say that to her? Do you remember what you said? Oh, I don't remember. I'm like, oh, I remember telling her, I'm like, I'm very sorry. I'm like, even though I am this quote unquote pastor's wife, like, I'm sorry that I couldn't, like, live up to your expectations of me. I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, this is new to me. I remember I said like stuff like that, like stuff along those lines, like I'm doing the best that I can genuinely. It's funny because she wrote me back years later and she's like, I just wanted to apologize Mm -hmm. for what I sent you, blah, blah, blah. Like, but, oh, that was like one of many messages. Mm -hmm. Other people would tell me like, oh, you're image of God. You shouldn't be dressing this way. Mind you, I changed my whole wardrobe to be a pastor's wife. Like I tried to be like, less of me as possible Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it was a really hard journey so I feel like back to that question that you had asked um what was the question again I don't even know (laughs) that thing's gone girl (laughs) it was it was like it was like how how can you help yeah 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 yeah. find their true authenticity yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. so I think it's like you just sometimes have to get to a point where it's like you have no other choice Mm -hmm. and that's how I felt where it's like I have no other choice and I don't want to be this anymore and I want to experience the fullness of life. And ayahuasca gave me that power. It taught me that I have that power actually. Wow. In order to experience this life at its fullest. Yeah, that's awesome. What about you? Oh God. What would be your... 
trying to find true. I think I'm, I, you know, I think I'm always working on trying to find my true authenticity. Like, and, and I find I'm trying to be more aware of how I feel in certain situations and environments and trusting the feelings more than yes. the mind. Cause there'll be times where I'm in a situation. I'm like, I really don't want to be here, but I used mm, to force myself to I used to, to feel stay. that so much. Mm. Oh, in church life. I, and I had no other choice. It's yeah. like, you have to be here. Right. But do you? No, you don't. I don't. And, it's only, we it's ourselves. only because we're people pleasing and yes. we want to achieve, like we want to perceive that we are something that we are not. Right. And we and want to be liked, valued, wanted yes. enough. When you already are liked, valued and enough. And so I think there are still moments. And even in, you know, my marriage, there are times where David's like, we need to be here and I don't want to be there. But I still go, mm. but then I'm like, so I'm just trying to, and I'm trying to equally allow David that space too. If he's like, I really don't want to be there. Instead of uh, my old self, would have been like, come on, you have to be there. Be there for me. Why aren't you there? You're not supporting mm. me. I'm like, okay, I need to trust him. If he doesn't want to be there, I don't want to force him to be somewhere he doesn't want to be. Yeah. Because he's pushing up against a part of himself and me trying to make him people please, to please me, to please others. It's not fair. Yeah. And so there's this projection. And so I think that's been a huge lesson. Uh, and something I'm constantly working on, just being aware, okay, if I'm feeling anxious, I don't need to be here. If my emotions are coming up, I don't need to be here. If I'm like kicking and screaming while I'm getting ready to go somewhere, mm. maybe I don't need to be there. And it's okay yeah. to say no. Being okay to say no, I think is really important. Yeah. Because I'm boundaries. a yes person. Boundaries. Boundaries are huge yeah. <laughs> and life-changing. Yeah. And what you were saying about that woman too, I think that was such a, it's such a good reminder for all of us where if you are upset with somebody because they said something or didn't say something or did something, you have to remember that they're having their own life too. So like this woman who got upset with you for not acknowledging her, she doesn't know what you're going through. She didn't know you were battling depression. She didn't. So you never know what people are going through and you only experience your side of it. And so just Mm -hmm. being mindful that there's another side of the story. There's your side, there's their side, there's the truth that lies somewhere in between, you know, and it's always been such a huge thing. Like same thing with your divorce. It's like you have a side, your ex has a side and somewhere in the middle is whatever the truth is. Uh, To me, I feel like you have a truth and he has a truth. And then there's another, there's like another just neutral perspective. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Yeah. so it's just been trying to understand all sides of the story and to like not be so self-centered. Like it's my story. This is what happened to me. And that's why, I think that's why I never really like opened up too much about my divorce because I didn't want to come off from that. Like, I'm like, I'd rather just people think I'm the bad guy than me say, me try too hard to be Mm -hmm. understood and seen. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, let me just stay quiet and hear my cocoon. I'll allow other people to play victim if they want to play victim. I'm not going to do that. You know, like I'm just if I'm going to talk about things, I want to talk about it from the perspective of like my story, my side and my healing. Mm -hmm. Not trying to bash anyone, not trying to like prove a point or be the right person because I don't care about that. I thought you handled it so gracefully. Thank Emily, you. you were great. And, and the Thank fact you. that you were not there bashing because so many women do that. Yeah, and I, I know that, do that. I know a lot was said. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, I don't know if a lot was said here. See, I get the same thing. <laughs> but I think from you, you like for a minute, you wanted to even repress your current relationship because like, people are going to think that I yeah. cheated or they're yeah. going to think that I met this other person because the timing when yeah. that wasn't the fact. But it's like you couldn't even enjoy it. Yeah. And be present in your current relationship that just happened out of nowhere thank yeah. god yeah for both no, of y'all because yeah. it was so it's such a beautiful connection i remember calling you and yeah. i was just like savani what the fuck is happening i'm like yeah. this is so fast like well, how is this happening i'm like but it was just i just was so i felt so alone for so long that i was so ready to like be loved wholeheartedly yeah and i just felt this like instant connection i remember the first time that i hung out with rj like i remember telling you about it we literally stayed up talking until like 
I don't know, 4 a.m. Maybe we were at the beach and we just like we're like having the most vulnerable conversations just about like our deepest, darkest secrets and like how we've never felt like seen. We've never felt enough. And like it was like, oh, my God, you felt that, too. And like we just like felt safe. Mm -hmm. And I had never felt that ever in a relationship. I've never felt safe enough to like fully express how I have felt. Yeah. And even now to this day, that's why I love him so much, because like, okay, yesterday I was having a moment. I was. I've been on my period, so like, <laughs> TMI. On a but, white couch. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I'm wearing olive fans, so we're good. <laughs> so, Sorry, so I was like kind of being a bitch. So like, I had just gotten ceramic coating done to my car, mm-hmm. and like, I was gonna leave my car in my aunt's. It couldn't get wet. It starts freaking pouring rain. Of it doesn't course. fit in my aunt's garage. So I'm just like. I'm like overwhelmed because I'm like super busy with work. I have so much happening. So I'm just like, I'm calling him. I'm like, I don't know what to do. The garage doesn't close. My car is too big for this garage, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, um, I'm like, I think I need to get a cover. I guess I'll get a cover. And then I have Blaze with me. Blaze is being a baby because he just got neutered like two weeks ago. So like he has to be, uh, he's just like so bored and he's crying. So I'm just overwhelmed in this moment. Mm-hmm. And then I have my period on top of that. So not make it worse. So yeah. like, I, it was just so many things. So then he's like, okay, do you want to go to the store or whatever? And I was like, why can't you go? Like, can you go to the store? And he's like, so it was like this whole thing. I was like being mean to him. He's like, I'm going to go to the store. Okay. I'm like, no, it's fine. I'll go to the store. Guys, <laughs> if a girl says it's fine, it's not fine. It's not. not <laughs> it's not fine. fine. He knew. Well, he knew. That's why he's like, do not go to the store. I am going. Even though I think he wanted me to go because I was closer to it. But I was just like, it's just too much. I'm just too like. yeah pretty much but i didn't say that because like you know i wanted to Mm -hmm. uh, just be in my like not healthy space Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i was just like all right whatever go thank you like i didn't say thank you but i texted him after like as soon as i got home and he's like um no i texted him as soon as i got home and i was like i'm really sorry like i was really mean i'm like i'm just like feel overwhelmed and blah blah so like but like i have that safe space with him to actually express how i feel mm-hmm. you know because he creates that open safe space and like instead of him coming back at me and being like mean back he isn't right you know so like i've never had that mm-hmm. so like it's just it's just amazing and beautiful and that's why like i'm so like don't settle for just anything never. like the right person is like there for you do you, you remember know? what i said to you after you had that night talking with rj do you remember what two you words What'd you say? Well, kind of three, two and a half. <laughs> I said, you're fucked. Oh, yes. Yes, I do remember that. Because you, I had never heard you talk about anybody like that. Yeah. I mean, it was like instant. I remember that. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, Emily. I was like, you're like, I don't want to, I just, I, I'm just getting I remember, I was like, I, I know. I was like, I just want to have fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like oh, I'm not trying to be in anything serious. I'm just trying <laughs> to live my best life. I've never been single. I've always been like the good girl. Mm-hmm. I've always been like in long relationships and like, just a good girl like I've never been crazy I wasn't allowed to be my parents freaking barely let me sleep over my friends houses yeah Yeah. (laughs) so I was like I finally want to be fun and like live my best life have an apartment in downtown in Miami and like just (laughs) live my life but you are you get to live your life you get that apartment yeah you get to have your man I mean it and it it's always funny that way right again want to make God laugh tell him your plans (laughs) yeah Uh, here's RJ right at the end of you know the end of one era the beginning of another one and it's just such a perfect I love him so much I love Mm. the way he makes you feel I love the way you are with him there's like this playful giddiness and just this innocence that comes out of both of you and he holds such a beautiful space for you Mm. and vice versa and he lets you again he lets you be the girl and I 
yeah it's fun yeah i love it yeah he's a that's great another guy. thing too yeah him like bringing him around like friends i'm like i get so much like anxiety like when i bring like my partner i used to like bring my partner because i'm like oh like are they are they gonna feel comfortable but like mm-hmm. literally rj like fits into like every everything yeah he's just so like chill and like okay i'm here like i'm he- i'm here and i'm present yeah because that's important but he's also like f- he's also really good about like being firm i noticed um like when he has to be he, but he's not like he's not aggressive no like, he can also say oh, one yeah, yeah. thing where you're like yes sir yeah <laughs> i kind of <laughs> like it i'm like I, too. <laughs> I was like okay dad yeah i was gonna say that but i'm like i don't know who listens to this so let me not get too crazy there was a like, moment okay, like yes, when y'all had to leave when you had to leave on new year's oh I was like, yeah, yeah don't yeah. go why do you have yeah. to go? i was like having this pouty little girl yeah, moment yeah, yeah. i'm like you have to go he's like yes we have to go we're leaving now <laughs> and i was like yeah okay no i don't want to go He's like, we're leaving right now. We got to go. I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> but it was like, it wasn't, it was there was like nothing like attached. It's not me. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. mean. It, it was wasn't aggressive. Like, yeah. It was just very matter of fact. Yeah. And it was like very like respected. We. Like he has this respected energy yeah. about him where you can play with him, but also like don't cross him. Yes. And I love that I because people, yeah, it's I just too. like this, per- like he's like, has his perfect like balance of yes. like, he's very emotional, but he's very like masculine, yes. like. He's a sensitive like, masculine, yes, right? Yes, and I love it. Me yeah. too. I couldn't, I mean, you picked the most perfect. Anyway, this no. is the not to be about. RJ, I know. We love I know. <laughs> but we love you, RJ. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah. my God, this is so much fun. It's so much fun. Do you have any like words of advice for the people? Which, oh gosh, where do I begin on that? I don't know, just like anything. General? How do we live? Yeah. How do we like live our best life mm. before we finish? Before we finish life. No, just before we finish the podcast. Oh. <laughs> before no, you me, die. No, <laughs> Here's my advice. Let it all go. <laughs> like, um, what's the greatest piece of advice you have heard or you give yourself? I don't know. That's a really great question. Hmm. Like, what's what do you feel like has been your biggest lesson? God, I have so many. This is really challenging. Okay, for me give to us answer. like give us a few. I know, I know. Start with I think, one. Um, well, one of the ones I've learned le- recently about marketing, and this is from I've been working a lot with Grant Cardone, and it's you know best known always beats out best product. And so one of the things he always talks mm. about for people who want to like build their business, just be the best. Be get out there and get known. So if McDonald's isn't the best hamburger, but we all know McDonald's. Yeah, that's, it's that's so true. Kind of the example wow. that he gives a lot. And it's so, so simple too. It's so simple. Don't. So that would be like my business advice. My personal advice would be. Oh, I like this. Yeah. We're categorizing. Yeah, love that. Yes. <laughs> like, don't take anything personally because again, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And if you can offer kindness to somebody when they're being the most bitch to you, <laughs> find kindness. Uh, kindness yeah. always wins. And like, for instance, the other day I had this battle with a friend about a project we were working on, and I've never butted up against anybody in business. I've been in business since 2011. And this one was really challenging. And he he started, I mean, he went to the gauntlet and he was pulling up all mm. these nasty things. And old version of me would have just ripped his face off. I'm like, let me put you in your place, motherfucker. But I didn't. <laughs> I was like, I understand. And I still love you the same. And I'm here for you when you're ready to pick back up. Yeah. So again, don't get don't get caught up in the emotions behind things. Mm-hmm. Even though I say trust your feelings, don't react. I think, you know. So what I learned about that is like, allow your, fe- I said this earlier, allow your feelings to be your guides. Yes. It's like, okay, I'm angry. I need to work through this anger in order to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not in like my 
aligned mm-hmm. space or the space that I'm spo- my natural state of being. Yeah. And maybe that came up and I was supposed to react and that would have dissolved all the energy. But instead, because I didn't react, now it's coming through different facets, like mm-hmm. my dog and my That's tire. That's another thing too, so, yeah. So like pick and choose. But I mean, I held my ground because there were definitely questions about business where he was like, I want you to do this. And I'm like, old me would have succumbed and been a people pleaser and traded what I believe is a value in my business to make sure he was okay. Yeah. And I didn't. I put my foot down. I was like, good for you. No, we're not doing that. This is how it's going to be. And if you want to do it, great. If not, find somebody else. And it was like, you're such a bitch. And I wasn't. I wasn't being. I was just being. I was being firm (laughs) in my boundary. So that would be my advice. Like, you know, know who you are and know, know what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're not. And it's never personal. His reactions to me were not, had nothing to do with me. It's his own stuff and business, personal, anything. Just, you know, be kind. Just love each other. What about you? Any advice you have today? (laughs) I think I gave it. I know. I think I gave it. Yeah. Climb the mountain. Stand up. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. You can, you are destined and you can be wherever you want to be. I think it, everything begins with yourself. Yeah. And like baby steps that, uh, you know, if you look at it, it's a huge picture and it can be very overwhelming. And oftentimes people, no matter what it is in life, you could say, I don't want to do it. It's too much. Yeah. And so don't get overwhelmed. Just take one small step up that mountain at a time. And you might take a few steps backwards along the way, but just keep climbing. Yeah. And if you need support, Emily and I are always here, however we can like reach out to us. We've been there. We're still going through things. We're we're not perfect. Yeah. And if you ever need support, we'll help. Yes. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So let the people know how they can find you. You can What are all your socials? My personal is Stefani Baca. And that's like Gwen, S-T-E-F-A-N-I-B-A-C. I'll tag you in like the little description thing. Yeah. And then our personal, uh, we're working on building up My Time Media right now. That's our social media um, brand strategist company at the moment. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. This was so much fun. I'm so happy we finally got to do this because we've been talking about this for way too long. Me too. Thank (laughs) you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I love Mm -hmm. you. I am so grateful for you, your friendship. You're an incredible human being who has like been such a like crucial part of my life and my journey. And I'm forever grateful for you. And of course, you made me cry again. Likewise, Thanks a lot. Likewise, you made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think the camera stopped. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time. See you next time.